So, welcome to uh, Hotelephant for this week's Elevision, as in television. The Elevision will be televised. Um, we have some catchy slogan I can never remember. Um, and you can find out more about any of this at IamElephant.com, which obviously you're viewing right now. Um, we're going to go over to the lovely Heather Truesdell. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. With this week's Bach rendition. <laughs> First week we had Heather on, uh, I wanted to uh, hoot and holler and clap, and I said, oh, I shouldn't do that, it's classical music, and she said, yes, you should. So, thank you very much. Um, so, it's my uh, great honor to uh, have a Canadian in the house today. Hey. Hey. <laughs> no, I don't mind. Is that okay? It's grassrootsy. It's real. It's unedited, except for the parts we edit. So... Who are you, my good man? And hello, and hello. hello. Nice Welcome to, see you. to America. Thanks for having me. And uh, what do you do? About what? I don't know. Sorry, about what? A bit. That's it. That's right. I'm a big fan of Rick Mercer. If you know Rick, yes, huge yes. fan. He CBC. Does his, uh, rant on CBC. I love him. Mostly about Halifax, but yeah, he's about, a talk show host. Up, about up being north. Canadian. Yeah. Yes. Well, what would you like to know? Well, I understand um, you're a photographer. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. Would I'm, you describe yourself as a photographer? I would say that my the last 30 years or so have been a life as a photographer, but the last 25 of it have been a contemplative photographer. Mm -hmm. So my path as a conventional photographer shifted suddenly. And you were quite successful in the conventional world. I was, yes. I did a lot of work for magazines and newspapers and a lot of portraiture. And uh, I had a real career happening. Mm. And um, I pretty much got derailed yeah. in the late 70s. Uh-huh. And how did, how did that come? Well, you know, the way it got derailed for me was by uh, starting to practice meditation under uh, Chogyam Trungpa, and also I think the moment of derailment was really seeing his photographs and reading his approach to... Photographs of him or...? No, his own personal photographs, uh -huh. which were quite astounding. I, I'd never seen anything like them. Hmm. They were completely unconventional and had a quality of uh, mind and eye I'd never seen before. Hmm. So having studied some Dharma and meditation and seen his photographs and read something about his approach to art, I would say pretty much within a month I was derailed. Hmm. And that was the end of my career hmm. and the beginning of this new adventure called contemplative photography. Hmm. 
spirituality has a long and proud tradition of derailing careers. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't really painful. Right. It was pretty joyful. It was a relief. It was, yeah. Because yeah. what I was doing before was, you know, sunsets and postcards and, and uh, things that I didn't really care about and, and not really having uh, perceptions, but just looking for things in the world that, that matched what postcards and calendars were. So this was a very, uh, very fresh approach for me. It was wonderful. Uh -huh. It's amazing. I always find it kind of sad, and this probably ties into mixed song, which is your the way of photography that you developed. Right. Um, I always find it sad when I I rarely I work all the time. So when I go out for a hike or something, and I see something beautiful, I'm like, wow, that looks just like a calendar or a postcard. And then I'm like, no, wait. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, a lot of my students when we, they come to classes, that's their reference point. Mm -hmm. Is they have a lot of photographic equipment, and they are going through the world looking for those moments that you could just call templates of beauty. And um, so in our courses and workshops we offer, we're trying to uh, dispel that notion and have them connect to what they're actually seeing, what they're actually appreciating. So I'm sorry, let's sure. hold off for one second. Yeah. We'll just have a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Let her get out the door. Thank you, Heather. Bye, Heather. Bye, Heather. Bye, Heather. Bye, Heather. Thanks for playing. We're good so far? So let's just backtrack a, for a second. So what were you saying back, one, maybe one sentence? <clears throat> Is that all right, Brian? Okay. Um, that's just all in the past. So all these people taking uh, photographs who come to your classes, that's their frame of reference? They see these calendars? Or you know, I think people who come to these workshops have a, a dual purpose. One is they're interested in expressing themselves in this medium called photography, and yet they feel frustrated. They've been doing it for a long time, and they seem to be just repeating over and over the same templates, the same calendars, the same postcards. And they're yearning for something more. So what we're asking them to do is to relax their beliefs in the visual world about what's good and bad and pretty and ugly and mm -hmm. what makes a good photo and doesn't and go all the way back to some bare bones approach of discovery of seeing things as they are rather than what you feel they are think they are believe they are and it's pretty powerful when you just start to strip away those layers of insulation and get down to some bare wire which is actual perception and that sounds very familiar, strangely, with the practice of meditation. It's very familiar. That's the model I used when I had to dispel and disperse my templates. I used the model of meditation mm -hmm. to work with my um, templates, with my photographic stuckness. I forced myself into almost a kind of meditative posture with photography and almost very zen like I gave myself a very small place to work which I lived in Toronto in Canada and I gave myself my backyard hmm. for six months hmm. and there wasn't much there a fence a wall a shovel and some sidewalk because my real belief was you know if I can't see really see here in this little backyard what's the point of going to Spain or you know Tahiti hmm. I, so I wanted to open my eyes there and so um, using that model of meditation of staying still and going past uh, boredom, going past excitement, you can actually see. So we try to um, have the same approach with students, bring them right back to square one. 
So I, I it's want meditation to, with the eye, or meditation in action. Which exactly, Dharma art. Yeah, the the action part is interesting because this this is a very interesting way for people to. It's not only a journey of discovery of you know how mind and eye work, how the eye is a raw receptor, but mind gets in the way with a lot of filters. Just like in photography, you have a lot of filters on a camera which distort the real deal. Mm -hmm. In the way we see, it's the same thing, that we see um, through these filters of beliefs and you know our values and what we think is beautiful. So dissolving those filters is the whole point of what we're teaching. And to give credit where credit is due, Without any exaggeration, I've never met you until tonight. Um, and uh, it was actually a nice moment because I've been so busy I didn't even have a moment to realize I was about to meet you. Um, all the photos we've published in Elephant that don't have a uh, kind of journalistic element where we're just photographing an interview or something um, really have been directly inspired not only but one by Trump Rumshay's photos, which I love, mm -hmm. and if um, probably they're available at Shambhala.org or somewhere. You know, there is, if people go to Shambhala, um, I actually think it's the Shambhala archive site. Okay. There's something called Eye of Dharma, which is a slideshow, and I actually went to the Shambhala archives, found his photographs, hmm. scanned a number of them, brought them back to their original state, wow. and, and made um, large prints, which are available as a fundraiser for the archives. Oh, well, that's great. And I went through the thousands of images and um, picked out just from my own sense what I felt were the most powerful, the most fresh, the most awake. Yeah. Um, and one of those is this wonderful shot he took in Cape Breton of a Texaco sign kind yeah. of split in two parts. Yeah. And that was the one that, that was the derailment photo for me. That yeah. was the one that kind of pitched me over the cliff. Yeah. And I never came back. So definitely go to that site and check out the Eye of Dharma slideshow. It's wonderful. So our second inspiration with Elephant has been uh, your work, quite directly. Um, I've been checking out your emails and workshops and mixsong.net yes. for years. And um, just the, um, it's hard to talk about it without kind of missing the point, because it's kind of like Zen. But there is a uh, very spacious quality. There's a very distinct quality where you can gather that whoever's taking the photo is actually not trying to capture something, but there's actually... Um, they were almost awakened by whatever they're looking at. You know, it's end of call. I've come up with this kind of way of talking about it recently that it's kind of a spin-free zone. Mm -hmm. When you have one of those perceptions, you can actually have it be stopped and stay and not spin it into anything else that yeah. you would like or you think. You know, Trungpa Rinpoche in Dharma Art talks a lot about one of the problems is, is the so-called artist separating himself from the audience, yeah. saying, well, I need to con concoct my particular view come up with my storyline so I can convince everybody else, which is kind of spinning. So we in Mixong actually allow our perceptions to move us, to not spin them by adding or subtracting things, and to put them out in the world just as they are. And I think that's where the fresh quality comes from. Right. There's no storyline to them. Right. You know, you might see a red fire hydrant, you might be walking down the street and you, you may be kind of lost in your kind of past future dialogue and suddenly just like that this fire hydrant stops you and it's one of those things we pass by all the time mm -hmm. never take note of don't appreciate it's just one of those things in the world but when we actually stop and feel its nature its form its volume its color its richness its texture all those things it's a real moment 
it's an actual moment. We're awake and we're connected with it. And then we can share that with others, which I think is a, for any artist, is a prime motivator. Right. Not particularly out of ego, but just out of the sense of you want to share your vision. Well, it does have that dual purpose. I'm a writer, although I don't do actually do much writing, but where I actually kind of wake up or it's cathartic for me to write feels like a practice. And I hopefully... You know, when people read that, there's some wakeful quality to that. I wouldn't claim that in terms of my own writing, but well, that's the deal. You know, um, you know Robert Aiken. He's a I do. He's a Zen. Yeah. yeah. In one of his books, he talked about um, artistic expression, and he t he called it the Trinity of Experience, mm -hmm. which I thought was wonderful, which is seeing, appreciating, sharing. Mm -hmm. So we use that as kind of a guiding principle. That first, if you see clearly and you have a moment that's awake. And, and you can really appreciate that, whatever that happens to be. Huh. It could be anything. Right. There's an innate desire to share that and to uplift the world and so on. So. Well, thank you so much. You're more than welcome. Nice it's to a real you. honor. Yes. So you're in town to teaching too. a workshop? Or? Well, I am in town at the moment um, developing future workshops, but mm. we are going to have workshops in Boulder on an ongoing basis. Right. I travel a lot between here and Halifax. and. Uh, so, wow. And I'm appreciating the Colorado uh, clouds. Oh, yeah. They're wow. unlike anywhere I've ever been. Uh -huh. They're very magical. Right. So thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be sure to um, and if yeah, mixsong.net. Yes. We'll actually also put that. It's actually right here <laughs> um, on the, uh, the television screen. And, if they uh, want to know about Mixong and courses and everything, yeah. just go to Mixong.net. What is that? Mixong.net? Mixong.net. Very good. <laughs> right on. Thank you so Thanks. much. It's an honor. Thank you.